0: Hello everyone and welcome back to The Film Aspect, the show where a couple of Scotsmen talk all aspects of film. My name is Aaron and in your most Scottish accent possible, tell us who you
1: are. Brian. Oh. That's my most Scottish accent. I, think, I don't know <laughs> if I can get any more Scottish than mine. You could get TV Scottish but not real not Scottish.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can't see this but he's actually got a bagpipe slung over his shoulder right now. He uh-huh. thinks I'm going he, he to let him play it but I'll no subjugate you to that. We've been practicing you, you... all morning as well. <laughs> Much to the the neighbours' discontent, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they're delighted. Um, I today we're going to be bringing a bit of a patriotic vibe, nah? To the <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> to the episode this week, maybe maybe no. Uh, but it's it's more specifically because this week it's Burns Night on the 25th of January, so we Scottish celebration of uh, the poet Robert Burns, uh, where. What do you do on Burns night? I mean, other than that, you eat your haggis, neeps and tatties.
1: Do you have, have some single malt? You have, a, have, a, have a weed dram of um, whiskey, and then you read some Burns to you, your family and friends about the fire? I don't like whiskey. Go to I did. What? don't like whiskey. <laughs> uh, nah, mate,
0: I've not got the build for it yet. Nah. It burns my soul out of me whenever I have a sip. Ah. I, <laughs> I remember once offering somebody even this was just na- it was like navy rum and i was like oh right uh, they were like hey share it you know have a drink with me and i was like all right i'll go get the coke and he's like nah 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 mate you're drinking it just on its own and i was like oh, all right i remember literally it must have been about one or two mil of this stuff went in my throat and i was like oh i can feel it <laughs> it's like it's the kind of like something I just think it's the kind of liquid that shouldn't be in your body sometimes. If it's given, if your body's burning and being like, mate, maybe right. you shouldn't be drinking it, you know? Aye, right, that's aye, <laughs> right, no. You don't you get you get
1: different types
0: of different types? Ah su- uh, well, like, maybe maybe I should start try you know, you try
1: man up I'm, a wee bit. I think it's something uh, you the something. Aye, uh, head first into, you dive into it with both feet. I think you'd love <laughs> but, it. Dive with both feet. Aye. That's how that's I dive. That's a bad way to dive. No, that's <laughs> you start at a
0: handstand <laughs> position. <laughs> um, Jumping with uh, both feet. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same fucking um, saying, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, are you a big fan of haggis? I think we were talking about it last week. You like haggis? Eh, it's alright.
1: I, I feel like I, just, I have to say aye. But it's, I mean, I could I could ha- have it or leave it. I don't really have any strong feelings towards it either way.
0: I'm, I actually do quite enjoy i guess um so yeah, there, there we go that's us <laughs> done for the week that's it. Our fun celebration uh yeah so last week we kind of mentioned that we're going to be talking about scottish cinema in general we didn't really know what we were doing to be honest uh but we wanted to narrow the focus a wee bit since neither of us are experts in uh, scottish cinema really uh so we decided to go to talk about andrea arnold's 2006 film red road and, while we're doing that, we might have a wee bit of commentary on the Scottish cinema scene. Put our, 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 uh, our thought, I was going to say our two pence. Is that, that's not, uh, tuppence, that's, 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 that's <laughs> uh Just, just say, say some things about stuff. That's basically, you know, that's what you're here for. That's what you pay the big bucks for. That's what um, I'm here for. Aye, but before we do that, just, uh, just a quick reminder. You can follow us on Twitter, at The Film Aspect, where we post some stuff. Some little videos of us, you know, some clips, maybe a wee poll, maybe a wee like this is what we're doing this week, which I didn't do this week when we changed when we changed our mind and and up, update the masses, you know. No, well, we've uh, got until
1: Friday to do that. Hmm. We've got until Friday to do that.
0: True, true. That actually, I I forgot. I'm forget. I always forget that it's just <laughs> like you know, a solid wee chunk of time before between us recording this and it actually coming out. But um, I So we're also available on all streaming all. A lot of streaming platforms, not all of them. Um, all the good ones, I'd aye, say. The, one, the ones that matter. Uh, so, yeah, just search up the film aspect, you'll find us there. We uh black and yellow and white logo, you know, get some faces on it. It's pretty, get a sleek border around the aspect, you know, playing on that. I came
1: up with that myself. Aye. You did so, <laughs> and then completely destroyed it so it looks like no film ratio in the history of cinema. <laughs> I enjoyed that.
0: Remember, remember when I was talking about making it like the tenant poster or something like that, and it was like an upside down tease or something. And yeah. then, I... that the good times, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so tell your mates, tell your your mum and dad, tell them how much you bloody love this podcast, and we'll we'll keep doing it. I mean, we'll yep. keep doing it anyway, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, um, going over to the 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 world of film. You heard anything? You get your no. ear to the ground. You know I what happened me. last week though. At literally about zero point two seconds after we stopped recording, What's was that? that Netflix announced they were going to be making a fil- releasing a film a week for the next yeah. year? Yeah, which is pretty pretty big. I'd say. I mean, eighty percent of these, ninety percent of these, will be rubbish. I think.
1: I'd say a higher percentage than that. I think you get two really good films out of this. Uh-huh. because Netflix what I've found is they seem to be technically proficient but that's pretty uh-huh. much it. They look nice but they don't have much substance. Or sizzle and no steak that's what I found with Netflix productions.
0: Well, I was surprised to find though that that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio film that we mentioned last week in Jennifer Lawrence that is also amongst the the roster of the Netflix films. So, I mean that's a that's a biggie. Big Leo DiCaprio film on Netflix. Yeah. And then you have a uh, Gal Gadot dwayne johnson and ryan reynolds and red notice or something like that yeah but yeah a a lot of these will probably be like the kind of netflix that like i i think you would be probably surprised by like how many movies they make like in release so i mean i don't think this will be that big a jump two seconds somebody is calling me that's all right hello oh yeah Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Alright, that's that's fine. Yeah, it's a uh, 13 Derwent Core K-A3-1HQ. Yeah, that's fine. Right, cheers. See ya. <laughs> what am I... <laughs> That's them confirming that my day, my shelf's coming. (laughs) But like when I filled in the form, I done autofill, right? And and it autofilled my name and is Aaron's card. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's like, "Is this (laughs) Mister (laughs) Card?" And I was just like, "Eh, "Oh, I, I." uh, so." Oh mate, what a fucking what a, what a laugh, huh? Can you make it up? <laughs> uh, right. I'm just gonna put my notes. Seven thirty, Mr. Card. <laughs> oh mate, that's so funny. <clears throat> um and of course Amelia's just about to leave as well, so I'll need to get that and her. Um Aye, what was I saying? Something about Netflix. Something <laughs> about Netflix, um, but I actually do kind of like this. I, f- I feel like it's almost it's almost like um, you know, how you used to get like the TV movie of the week, yeah. It's kind of like that. I get that kind of sense from it. It's almost like you know you could get your family to get well, not really, but if you're living with them, you can get your family together and just be like, um, let's sit down. We've got a new movie to watch this week, and obviously there's going to be quite a lot. Netflix are catering to everybody, like they're not. It's not like a certain channel making certain kind of movies or whatever, so like there's gonna be a lot of stuff in there that's not gonna be for like you or me or whatever. So but I, I like that idea of just being like able to be like, alright, I'll sit down this weekend and I know I've got at least a movie that I could try and watch if I was very open minded to just watch whatever came came out. So but I, I quite like that. And also I'm, I'm I'm assuming then that Netflix are just been like, fuck it mate, we're just going we're leaning into this debt that everybody keeps talking about that they've got uh, by making fifty-two movies <laughs> with some big big actors as well, because I think it yeah, among them was like Halle Berry directing her first film, um, Regina King as well was re- directing a film.
1: Yeah, so there's Lin Oscar Manuel Miranda that. as well. Yeah,
0: with a uh, with a uh, Andrew Garfield in in his film. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be. I, unfortunately, it might be the future of cinema, but I think that goes the way of. matter what production it is there is always a netflix board that sits at the very top kind of pulling the shots it's never going to stray too far from you know what netflix want to have on their platform so you're never going you're not going to get out there movies it's all i think all these films are going to look like a netflix film which all the films that they've released have done they always have that Uh sleek polished look and i think it's going to be somewhat similar to the mcu where you know they all look like Marvel films for like since pretty much since Age of Ultron, since Guardians of the Galaxy came out, they've all looked the same uh-huh. and follow the same template. And I think uh, Netflix do that, so I'm not super excited to see. You could throw anybody behind it, even even a Scorsese, even The Irishman looked like a Netflix film. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't. I don't think there's anybody to test the waters. because if you're bringing up all these first time. Directors, then they don't really have that artistic sway, that artistic pull to be like, no, this is my vision, sort of thing, or at least that's my interpretation of it. And you've always got some, you know, mysterious man in a dark suit with a briefcase full of cash saying, no, this is my film, <laughs> this, this is how this looks, sort of thing. So I think it's just a, it's just a, an extension of the, the old Hollywood studio system, which I think is coming back into play with your Amazon and your your Netflix and HBO Max. It's ju- it's just a hundred years like- ago in Hollywood.
0: I like how you know Adam Sandler will sign like a six-picture deal with Netflix, so yeah. he's like their guy or whatever. Um, yeah, well, no, I think I think there could be some some positive out of it because if if Netflix becomes like a it, it's subscriber based, right? So like all you need to do really for these kind of for these kind of shows is put a movie with some big name in it, right? Because it's not like you're not financially putting yourself out there like you are when you're going to see a movie. Obviously like for some people you probably like you might be thinking it's you know it's pushing ten pound a month now. But when you think of like you know, you're paying ten pounds a month and you can sit down with your the whole family, there's people in different accounts, you know, like actually, I share account with my mum in a different house and stuff like that. So like we we're always watching stuff. But like you know, to just, just to be having such a kind of low entry point money-wise to then be like, yeah, we're making all these movies with these big faces and stuff. They don't need necessarily need it to be good. Like, well, I mean, proven by the state of a lot of the Netflix movies. I don't think they're really concerned with them being great films. They're just, you know, all they need is names attached to a project that will appeal to enough people that then they go in for that. So I think then from that, I'm not saying this is what they'll do, but I'm saying that this is what could come of it if they were smart about it, is they could take a step back and go, right, so we actually are in a good position where we can just make a film as we want to because we're not box office monitored, you know? Maybe. So there's the potential, but obviously they'll be looking at their own version of box office being the numbers because they can see how many people have watched it and stuff like that. But again, like if you're paying for it anyway, here comes a wee new a, a new movie, like you can just you can, you you're just gonna sit down and watch it. Like I've done that where like, ah oh, well, I'm not I was I wouldn't have been interested in this,
1: but it's get this guy and that guy and it's on
0: Netflix and I don't need to pay
1: anything an extra. So that's the thing though. I think that's detrimental to the state of movies because that the, from the idea of that is right. We can pump out any old shite for as cheap as possible. And folk are gonna watch it anyway, because they're already subscribed. So yeah, I suppose why put die. any effort yeah. into making the next masterpiece? And I think I genuinely believe that is how they think in these situations. How can we get the most amount of money back for the least amount of money spent? And the quality of the, the film comes second to that. So I don't I don't like the whole the studio system. Even though it gave, you know, some of the best films of our time, I think it's a, a thing where they need to get back to if if the cinemas go and streaming is the future, the quality of movies goes as well. Big big <laughs> statements. I I just that's
0: that's where I stand on that. Uh, so my only other bit is something that I saw was uh, you see the trailer for Willy's Wonderland.
1: No, no, I didn't. It?
0: Nicolas Cage told to look after and clean up a a like arcade kids place or something like that, and it's full of killer animatronics. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically like they ain't stuck in, he ain't stuck in there with them. They're stuck in there with him. Like that's the kind of thing. Just Nick Cage dating some stupid movies, but it looked pretty funny. Well, I also did see that there was a bit of drama with uh, Ray Fisher, the guy that plays Cyborg. Yeah. Um, he's getting into a, a wee spat with um, it was over apparently some kind of misconduct with uh, yeah, Josh no, and, and Walter that's... Hamada. I. But now that's them saying that he. Like, he was supposed to be in a... They were trying to play it off like it was a cameo, but apparently it was a much larger, like, role in the film, oh, in right. the upcoming Flash movie, and he's just not going to be in it anymore. So, he... Uh, it, the the title of the Dark I was reading was just that he wouldn't be reprising the role. I don't know if that is and its, like, just done. Oh, also, Justice League is not a four-part miniseries. It is one four-hour movie.
1: I'm excited about that. I like a long film.
0: I do... I, yeah, I mean, I do... I also don't ever find the time to watch that's why I've not watched Seven Samurai still. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm excited for it, but I don't know if I was trying to look up to see if there was any kind of rumours of whether HBO Max would be coming to the UK and there was nah, like I'd seen there was stuff they were talking about the potential but it wouldn't be for like another best part of a year anyway.
1: Yes, yeah, they have a like an exclusive deal with Sky with sky atlantic that's where all the hbo content goes the tv series going to now tv and it's it's the contract with sky they wouldn't they i I think they're they're locked into that for for so many years
0: yeah i know but if there's content coming out from them then surely would they not offer a uk alternative or europe because it's it's, it's just it's just a whole other side of the world
1: yeah i would imagine it'll be on some sort of like the sky store to buy it
0: I, I I like if it was just a package within Now TV yeah. you could buy like the HBO yeah. Max deal that would be I'd be fine with that like if it was on the they pull I'd say look, this is the only other bit and then I keep rattling it with stuff Godzilla get pulled forward oh, did Godzilla it? versus Kong two months to March and that's doing the, the same like thing as Wonder Woman like cinema and thing but I, I'm I'm getting really sick of just them being like coming to cinemas March and you're like no it's no mate yeah. Like, that will not be out here. We're not going to be in a position that people are going back to cinemas in two months' time. I mean, if is... the
1: cinemas are open, I'll be fucking gone.
0: Ah, I mean, <laughs> if, it's, if it's open. If, if it's, it's open, open I'll go. Like we've said before, like, out of all the places that I've been to that have been open throughout various tiers or stages of, of the lockdown, the cinema felt about the safest out of them all. Yeah. You know, because people people don't go there to interact or touch stuff or whatever. You go, you sit down, you watch a movie, you get up and you leave. Like, you don't move, you don't talk to anyone. Like, that's it, other than the person you're with, probably. So, but yeah, I do, I do, sometimes it's just like, are they just trying to remain kind of brave-faced and just be like, ah, it'll be it. It'll be it then. But it does seem like such a weird thing to do to just pull it forward, but clearly they're thinking more of the HBO Max side of things rather than cinema. Because they'll be looking at their you know people will be interested in this but you have to obviously space out your spread out your stuff so it's like keeps people engaged and they're probably looking at that spot in march and be like oh there's nothing really there it's a bit of a lull in march let's plonk in godzilla versus kong and work out whatever replaces that later down the line yeah so i there was a little from their little trailer though there was little clips of like space jam and and uh godzilla
1: versus kong stuff did you see that uh, I saw, saw I saw a post about it on Twitter but then they watched the trailer. I don't
0: uh It was just very, very short little clips yeah. of, of various things. So Space Space Jam looking all glowy. I, I'm I'm really excited for Space Jam. I don't know why. I loved the first one.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have stuck with the same sort of animation type though. I'm not I just I feel as if they've abandoned two D animation in favour of you know, because Pixar <laughs> makes it look all glowy and whatnot, but
0: uh I think it's still it's still like it's kind of like three D environments, but they are still two D. Like the characters are still two D. Oh, are they?
1: I thought it was I all. I think so. Pixar. Nah,
0: Nothing. nah, 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 nah. I'm almost definite it's not Pixar. Like, I'm pretty sure it's it's like the actual surrounding, like the environments that they're in, are the your typical kind of animated three uh, D environments, but they just the same as the live action movies, where you know, um, but. You know what I'm trying to think? What was the first Looney Tunes movie, or was Space Jam that? see, it was Space, Tunes Jam, ba- yeah. Space Jam. So Looney Tunes back in action was the sequel to Space Jam.
1: I don't know if it was a sequel. I think it was just another Looney B- Tunes. Film. How are they
0: back in action? Oh, but just because it's the Looney Tunes, though. So yeah. It's not all oh, right. So it wasn't like following on from another no. movie. I always thought that was like the second movie.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Mate. <laughs> oh well. Uh, <laughs> so I for me having two things on my list being Netflix and Willy's Wonderland uh, I just, just I lots of other things in my mind apparently um, <laughs> so yeah we're going to be talking about Red Road and Scottish cinema a little bit of collaboration between the two of them what is your general opinion on Scottish cinema if you have one being a Scottish filmmaker
1: yourself I hate it <laughs> I uh, that's stro- strong words I don't like it it's i just feel as if though you only see one type of film and this this falls right into the hands of it and it is those two golden words that every you know film scotland or bfi look for and that's poverty porn if you are looking at somebody oh that's a terrible neighborhood oh look at his clothes oh we need to film that is and and, and, absolutely there are places that exist like that but if you were to, to get an incline of how British life is just through independent Scottish and British films, you would think this is fucking like war-torn Burma or something, <laughs> because it is a state. Everybody looks homeless and like drug-riddled and alcoholic and just terrible, and it's, it's it's bleak and it's lifeless, and that's not a true representation, I think, of of what the country is or the city of Glasgow is. I just I just I hate when films. Nitpick on a small wee corner and represent that as to be the the kind of that's how everybody lives, and I just I ah, I hate it so much because that's the only films you see, genuinely the only films you see. I think short yeah. and feature length apart, even even the popular ones like Train Spotting paints such a negative picture of you know the environment of the the city or the country,
0: uh, the cult just the kind yeah. of stuff to do with the culture as well. Because I, I mean, transporting has that whole bit, where your you're rant about shape being Scottish or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I yeah I get that. Like it is, and especially with this film. Well, I, I'm gonna gonna hit where, like what this film's about to anyone that doesn't know. Oh, so right. this is the IMDb synopsis. So Jackie Watts, in a C as a CCTV operator, each day she watches over a small part of the world, protecting the people they're, uh living their lives under her gaze. One day, a man appears in her monitor. A man she thought she would never see again a man she never wanted to see again. Now she has no choice. She's compelled to confront him. Um, but yeah, this is very, I mean, for one thing, very of its time, do you get people like this now? See, like people that watch CCTV. I don't is know. That, like, because she's just sitting for an area. She's got like 20 screens in front of her. Surely that's not going to be the kind of way that like, that's not going to work out for you, is it? Because surely you're going to miss so much. Yeah. <laughs> um. It just it seemed. Uh, I honestly
1: don't know. I honestly don't know.
0: Any day that can hit us up and let us know if you're a CCTV operator, yeah, and watches stuff all day, you know.
1: It seemed like there would have to be thousands of those cubicles across the country, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. But um, I I I get what you're meaning, though with that that kind of that poverty porn because it is certainly. I mean, this film in particular, like I'd literally written that down in my. My uh, notes was just like, it's portrayed as such a desolate landscape, you know. I mean, even the Waynes are stabbing each other, you know. (laughs) And there's just rubbish going everywhere. Folk, you know, graffiti all over the walls. And and you never... But I think the point in that for this film... So this film's very supposed to be, I'd say, about like the kind of, you know, people... They they kind of bounce off of each other, looking for connections or whatever, right? Because obviously, like she's all alone because like the, the, this kind of mystery happened to her. like what why is she alone and why does she hate this guy and all this kind of stuff. But then like, it does. I think it it, it completely avoids. You know, like it it barely ever goes into the city center. There's maybe like one bit whether at a pub, and and even when it is, there's actually a party. It somehow feels so like, sad at the same time. Yeah. I don't know, but th- what what I will immediately say about this, I do find this quite authentic. I think it is a very specific part of, of Scotland or whatever, but, like, you know, when I'm seeing those kind of flats and these kind of type uh, people and, you know, like, all this kind of stuff, I, I do recognise that as, as a form of reality and I do think it is completely ignoring other sides of it. But obviously you want you want some kind of drama and you know yeah. living in the you know the, the nice wee suburbs like South Craig's of uh you know <laughs> Bale, Bale's Den or something like that isn't gonna be quite the same. Um I, I like how I just said Bale's Den and South Craig in the same line. Like they're the same thing though. Bale's Den is very, very very fancy. Um But yeah, like what do you think though about seeing settings accents culture and all that that like you potentially recognize what do
1: you think about that i always i can always see it as being staged like anything I, I i get me th- the kind of the idea of these settings is authentic but the execution isn't i didn't find uh, th- there's just there's so many things like i can i can see i, I think the 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 I can't think of the word, but what you can tell is that with bad editing or bad directing or, or bad anything is I can see when the director shouts action and I can see when they shout cut inside the frame sort of thing right. <laughs> so it's, uh, the edit of the shot has been left too long because it's just a split second like that party you we were talking about and then they all start jumping about and dancing and then they stop when he comes over to talk to her sort of thing or it dies down and I'm like well that uh, just, <laughs> I thought it was I did have issues with like the 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 editing and then and the framing and a lot of things, and I just what I've written down in my note is uh, for and I, I felt compelled to make notes because I didn't know why I get anything wrong when I was saying negative aspects of the film. <laughs> I'm quite happy to get stuff wrong all the time when I'm speaking in a positive light, but I thought no, I'll stick to my stick to my convictions, and this felt like it was somebody had picked up a book on how to make a film or how to make an independent film it felt very student filmy and as if they had to have a checklist of well this is what it says it does in the manual to make me feel a certain way so I'm going to hold it up in front of me and make sure the frame looks like that and then we're going (laughs) to shoot action and then we're going to shoot cut and it doesn't matter what's happening in the frame as long as it looks like we've made this shot from this filmmaking manual it's going to be a success and that's how I felt for the entire film I don't feel any emotional connection to any character whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I think I think there was one point. So, like, to go to to go into the story a wee bit more, um, she sees this guy who's supposed to be in prison for a lot longer than he is. He re- she recognizes him through the CCTV. She starts basically stalking him through the CCTV. Then she starts trying to kind of weasel her way into his life in a way, uh, to the point that they have some kind of relation. Which then spirals down to, which I always found like a bit of a, that was a bit of a kind of whiplash moment for me, was when she eventually, you know, she is a lonely person, you find out that her husband and her daughter have died this guy's got something to do with it, but then he starts showing her some kind of affection that turns into a kind of sexual relationship and obviously, like, being alone, I think she just craves that so much. But then, after they've actually had sex, which was a very, very long sex scene, I felt, <laughs> um, the she, she then frames him for, for rape, which I found, I was just kind of like, oh, I mean, like, obviously this movie was kind of dealing with her being mourning mother and all this and then there's that really the bit that i found really depressing was when she was hugging she stuffed her kids clothes full of like other clothes and then hugs it yeah that that was pretty depressing but like yeah this when it hit that point i remember being like oh man like this is because you know when you talk about that kind of topic in film quite often my mind will go to something like gone girl which is so over exaggerated you know she's a crazy person but she's also a genius because she'll think of everything and frame me down to the last T whereas this is just like a bit more you know I don't want to say nuance like kinda, felt a wee bit more realistic in a way but it also felt like that was the moment for me where I was like oh so the, well, is that character willing to go this far for this you know because obviously she keeps picking up bits of glass rocks and stuff like that and you're like what's she going to do like is she going <laughs> to battle this guy so I was, I was very surprised with that and I've kind of forgotten what I was say. <laughs> but I, I remember going, I need to get into the story to talk about the point I'm about to talk, and then I've talked about the story and I forget now. But to, to round out the story, just so everyone's on board, uh, she then eventually drops the charges. She starts to feel bad for the guy. He has a daughter that's coming over. She then has a discussion with him. She finally is able to reconnect with her uh, dead husband's parents and she eventually just talks to the guy and he has a bit of a, like, here's what happened. I was drugged out of my mind. I smashed right into them. They died instantly. And then, and then that was kind of it, was it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, oh, I forgot what you were saying. So I had something to like, when you were speaking, I was like, All right, I need to, need to jump in on this. And then I completely forgot what it was you were talking about. So... Um but yeah i mean i
0: i kind of get you what you're talking about with the student filming thing because it does kind of have those rights and i'm pretty sure this was maybe andrea Arnold's first movie uh don't know. because what i didn't know about it it was the first in a proposed trilogy called the 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 advanced party trilogy i think it was so uh she went on to direct fish tank which i have heard of american honey which i've owned on blu-ray for years and I've still no touched. I don't even think it's at the rapper yet. Um, <laughs> but I'm just trying to see. So she'd done a few short films. Red Road was her first feature film. Yeah. Um, but it was it was from you know Lars von Trier. Yeah. It it was like him. They they him and a bunch of other people had like decided to do a trilogy with connect like the same characters but different stories. Um, but the trilogy never actually came to completion because it was this one other called Donkey. And then um, I've really had to fight the urge there to not say that like Shrek. Donkey! (laughs) But uh, the third movie never came to be. Um, Shame. But (laughs) (laughs) next week we're doing Donkey. (laughs) You buzzing?
1: Very. Um, No, the thing about this film is I'm I'm back on track now. All right. You were talking about all these... We're we're leading... We're leading... um, through her eyes to see this guy, and, and we don't know what he's done and all that stuff. But I feel as if there wasn't enough information given for me to like latch on to her emotionally. See, she's your drip, you're supposed to drip fed and fill in the blanks by yourself, but there was nothing, unless I just wasn't paying attention, but there was nothing for me to say, All oh, right, I need to follow her story as to why she's following this guy. I'm just like, Why is she following this guy? I was like, I don't care. This could be any other guy. And that was my whole feeling between, for, for the whole, the, pretty much the whole film. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, why is she doing that? I don't care. Oh, that's <laughs> that's happening. I don't care. And
0: yeah, just, I kind of like, see, I kind of like that bit more of a hands off approach because, like, I, I didn't enjoy this as much. This, this is the second time I've seen this. But we were just talking before we started recording. Like, I watched this when I was in uni. And it was one of those, like, I just sat down, I knew nothing about it, but then there's obviously this kind of aura when you're watching a movie in film school with another, a, a bunch of film students, you know, so it's it's a very, it's almost like a kind of, like a little competition to see who can take the most meaning out of a, out of a movie. <laughs> um, but obviously, like, I, I am a big guy for, you know, what's been put in besides what you can see, you know what can you actually pull from a film, and I do like like I can find it. I think I've said before like I'm always of two minds of it at one point I find it incredibly pretentious, and it makes my skin crawl when I hear people talking in that kind of way about films. But at the same time, I do like doing that, and I think that's partly why you know you're in a room full of people with thirty odds of us taking all these weird things and saying what this could be about and that could be about. And for me, that sometimes amplifies a movie and I'm starting to see like oh right that's that's kind of cool and I I like I like that you're having to figure that out yourself is that my my bell going but somebody should get it hopefully Uh, it seems like every day and everything happens on a bloody Tuesday afternoon when I'm trying to record (laughs) these things all the time it's always Tuesdays
1: so uh... (laughs) I get what you're saying about the the film the film student talk but I despise that with every fibre of my being <laughs> uh, I hate I hate pretentious people talking about pretentious films. And I saw, um, I actually read a couple of reviews about this mm. and re- responses and stuff. And it's like, uh. <laughs> You don't like it just because you don't understand what's happening. <laughs> uh. And that mindset, I think I've said this before, that mindset is, is, again, what makes my skin crawl in the film analysis community or the film fan, yeah, film that, review community.
0: that is annoying because you shouldn't have to understand it to, to enjoy it, no. you know, necessarily, I think. But that that's where I always see it from is when, it's like, when it comes to the understanding side of, of things. I see that as an extra... They're yeah. just saying amplifying. It's not the base. I'm not... Like, if, if there wasn't... For me, I did like it because it gave me a sense... Or at least the first time I really liked it because it gave me a sense of kind of... Um, I don't know. It just it had a very specific tone, I felt. Yeah. Uh, in the setting and stuff like that, I did feel... Because that's what I was saying, you know, like, it is the struggling side of, of Scotland, but I, I saw... reality in it and especially like when you know when it comes to like see the party scene the party scene really made me feel almost uncomfortable because there was a time years and years ago where like i ended up at at a party that i also didn't want to be at (laughs) and it was not i'm not saying it was as bad as that one but it was of a similar kind of nature and when I'm seeing this, and it's like, you know, the details in it, you know, from the little streets to the, like, I'm looking at the doors, there's a point where she shuts the bathroom door. The cheap door, and the door handle, you know, or the, like, the really tall skyscraper flats, where it's like they can see everything from the window, you know, all of that stuff is really, to me, it gave me a sense, you know, like, it was, it was speaking to me in a way that was like, I, I recognise you, and I get, like, it does make me feel something because of personal experience with that um but yeah it's it's that that's kind of why i think on that level i kind of related to this movie but i do get where you would where you would also be coming from because it is very hands-off it's very just like you're watching a woman and you kind of you're like well i'm gonna assume that he's done something to her just by you know you know that he was in prison he's out now and you're like who did she who did he kill what did he do you know you have all of that so you are just kind of it's not like a mystery in the way that you're oh putting the puzzle pieces together because there's only really about three pieces to this puzzle
1: (laughs) you know so it's
0: just but those pieces are spread out across the whole movie
1: yeah Um, I just I just, to me as soon as I see even the slightest hint I'll let it go for a bit but see as soon as the kind of the self indulgence self indulgence starts to take centre stage I'm like nah uh -uh. I'm out i'm out like duncan (laughs) vanatine i'm out so i switched off maybe 10 15 minutes in because i messaged you last night when i was watching this and i I said like the first 10 minutes felt like the first hour so and that that kind of i felt as if i was watching this film for a lot longer than i was um (laughs) it felt if i don't know if i've said this already but it felt to me like it should have been a 20 minute shot but it was bloated into an hour and 50 it yeah actually that you know, like,
0: probably would work really well as a as a short
1: like uh, mm-hmm. the film and I wrote this down purposely the film felt like Bilbo Baggins and Fellowship of the Ring like butter spread over too much bread <laughs> that was my description I wrote that down and I'm like yes that is the best way to describe this film
0: that's you got it Um, what do you think of the performances Kate Dickey like Tony nah. Curran no nah. Nah.
1: Nah. Nah. everything and I've wrote this down as well everything was delivered so emotionlessly that uh, it felt like a table read and it was so they were trying so hard to be dramatic and i just at the end they died instantly i never saw them fuck you and then <laughs> shit happens every day mate that's how we that's exactly how life. We talk I know, that's- and I was like, "How fucking long is it going to take these people to say this conversation?" And that's how I've just felt like every single person was talking. No, and the guy at the beginning, um, like, <laughs> we're, we're going somewhere. It's Friday night, <laughs> like, uh,
0: uh, right? She knows the day. Like, you, you know, I like, I like how it was shown a wee, a wee insight to the temperament of Scottish people over those a bit where, you know. She would go, you know, when the wee dad's fondling on the floor and she'll go, she's like, you all right? And he'll spit in and be like, fuck you. And she'll be like, oh, fuck you. And there's like so many bits like that where folk just have such a guttural reaction I to know. one thing. You're like the wee guy that she's having sex with in his van. She's like, go, you know, go away, Tony, or whatever his name is. And he's just like, oh, well, fuck you. He gets
1: pure raging. Um, I know. The, the the worst about that was our, our, our father in law when they first talks at the wedding and he's got the paint and like the, the wee bowl of like, peanuts or something and his his dialogue's awful his delivery's awful I don't know if these are like real actors for the most part or he, d- just there was, like there was a
0: line I almost re- I almost rewound it right but there's a line and I was almost sure he said my beer's getting cold and I was very <laughs> confused by that obviously <laughs> And <laughs> I just wasn't quite sure. I almost went back and I was like, nah, nah, nah. Surely he didn't. But it's been playing in my mind this whole time. Like, does this man like warm beer? Like, what? Um, um that uh, You know, I always just think when I see Katie Dickey, the main thing I think about her is when she got absolutely chest punched by the alien in Prometheus. <laughs> and she goes fleeing against the yeah. Lord. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> she's also she's also in filth. um, yeah. But I, I don't know. Like when when you can be like, see if you think though of like Scottish cinema, what kind of films do you think of then? If it's not this kind of film, or is it this kind of film?
1: Yeah, it pretty much. Is is this all like Train Spotting, or um, was that the Legend of Barney Ross? Was it Legend of Barney Ross? The Barney Thompson. Barney Thompson. No, that was a
0: bit. I'd say that was. I like that one. I really like the Barney Thompson film.
1: Yeah, it's, but I just it seems to be that there are other oh, I say there are other people there's not that many people that want to make different films in Scotland um, uh-huh. other than Hollywood productions coming and using the locations but because mm-hmm. you see it in short film competitions that I've entered and had to like, go and, and be part of and watch other films beforehand and they all make the same poverty porn film and I just think it's the people who are funding these shots or like, the funding agencies who look for a specific type of film to portray um, Scotland as. And the thing that I have a, a personal, you know, vendetta against, and I think it's true, and as far as I can see it, it's true, it is film analysists and film theorists who like to sit in their their ivory towers and then engage with the... What's the word? Engage with, with these landscapes and these types of people and these... Um, cultures but they don't want it to get too close so they make films about it and they can say I no but we're we're engaging with the common man look at this film we've made mm. from our you know our ivory tower where we talk about you know the feelings of whatever and I'm, I'm not doing a very good fucking job of, of enunciating what I'm trying <laughs> to say, or explaining what I'm trying to say, but that's how, that's how strongly I feel about it. I just feel as if it's pretentious people making films about working-class people so they can talk to all their other pretentious pals about how in the loop they are with the real struggle of Scotland when they've known nothing <laughs> about it, and I, I get that from lecturers, I get it from other filmmakers, and I just absolutely detest it. See,
0: I, when it comes to this kind of poverty porn type of, of film that quite often... As in these kind of scottish films i think it comes from two angles like for this film in particular you know this is a very um like it's you know it has like the lottery fund at the beginning and all this so like obviously it's not like a big budget movie yeah so then obviously when when we're being taught to like write scripts it's like write what you can actually get you know like think of the production while you're writing the script like you're writing this little scene in can you feasibly make this do you have access to this kind of location that many people blah 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 blah. so like i think there's part of that with this you know they go oh well if we set it you know and it's just in the what do, what do you call those kind of flats
1: high rise i think i thought that's the uh, just high rise or something uh, i thought
0: there was maybe a different word but it's like you know hmm. you set it in the high rise so you know there's just all you need is one flat which if it's going for sale it's going for sale for like 20 grand you know in a, in a like that type of one that they were saying they were showing especially 10 you know 15 years ago yeah uh and then you have a minimal characters that set out in the streets and all the only set the only actual set that they really needed was the cctv because everything else is just houses and flats and then maybe you get a pub as well which i mean even when i was saying like you when you were filming one of your films you'd done the wee cafe in town yeah so, you know, like, th- those kind of things are all accessible. So that's one thing away I see when they're making a film like this. But the second thing, though, and I think this kind of ties into transport in a wee bit more, is just the fact that it's kind of like the Scottish attitude. Like, we'll never kind of like, we never boast. It's not like uh, the, the kind of culture around Scotland is to always be like, ah, well, you know, if you had this really good achievement, it'd be like, ah, you know, it's all right. You know, you're never really going to be like, I'm the fucking best, mate. You know, <laughs> that, that is always just the way it is. So I think even even people who do actually like Scotland, see when it comes to making stories or film about Scotland, I think it can automatically go to that place of being like, oh, well, actually, Scotland's no that great, and here's, here's all the bad sides of Scotland that, that I want to film about, but rather than highlighting all the really good stuff about Scotland as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's too common it's just that kind of de- I don't want to say depressing it's just there's something it's hard to quite grasp but you know what I'm talking yeah, about it's just that there about. is that attitude where it's just like you always talk down yourself you always talk down the country you always talk down everyone else that is just the kind of way of things here Um, and obviously people will be people will disagree with that and people yeah. will say like oh no like we you know you want you want to be positive and I think obviously I'm not saying every person in Scotland is a depressing wee bam who hates <laughs> everything in life but like there's a lot of people with that, and even someone that thinks like you know, I'd like to say I'm relatively positive most of the time, but if someone does ask me things about Scotland, there's a good chance that I will approach it from that angle without even even like realizing it. So I think that translates into into uh, cinema. Although I'm saying this, I'm almost definite Andrea Arnold is English, but.
1: Hmm. There um. You go. But that's that's I just want to touch on something you said, there, and that's why I have such a hate for film school as well. When mm-hmm. they teach you to write a certain way, so you walk in and they're like, "I've got this great idea." Uh, but can you? Can you? Do you have access to that location? No. Nah. Do you have access to the budget? nah Then don't write about it. What a horrible way to to strangle someone's creativity. Can you physically make that right now? First year in university. No. Nah. Then don't write about it. And I just yeah, that's that, true. They have that attitude, yeah. and that's how you get shit repetitive films because people are only making what they've seen before. Or you get every single student film ever made based starts off in somebody's bedroom. Like mm-hmm. I've seen it. I, I see this film. You know, ten, especially if it's in a class. When I did the joint class with the filmmaking students, everybody made the same film, and that's mm-hmm. why. And I just I hate. That's why I I left film school twice because I just could not get on board with what they were trying to teach me. They were trying to stifle your creativity. And they were trying to, you know, brainwash you into making the types of films that they think will become popular. Or they think will get made. Right, make this film about this, you know, this alcoholic get homeless guy outside the shop down the street, and that will get you awards. That's a good film. I want nah. I want to make a a film about you know dimension jumping bounty hunters who kill nah. you know bad <laughs> guys and I was like I'll go and make that I don't care if nobody sees it you're not gonna fucking mm. stifle Macri oh character. yeah that yeah because
0: was... there's de- there's definitely like when when you're watching like they show you a lot of short films they show you the award-winning ones and stuff like that and they are that kind of like it's it. what I think it's weird because even at times you know a lot of the time I'll doubt doubt kind of what I could have made or what I could have done and all this kind of stuff but then you see some of these things you're like I could have actually, I could make that, like if I could, I could have a, I'm not saying I could make it as good, but I'd, yeah. I could have a fair whack at doing something like this. and yeah, I mean I suppose I hadn't really thought about it like that, because I did like, the, I did understand the kind of practical elements, because like, I know people that were willing to put in money to their short films, I never did, I never was, yeah. I was always like, cheap 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 cheap, like barely spend anything at all, so... I did, I'd always kind of got on board with that side of things. But then when I, you know, before I went to university, you know, I used to write wee short stories and stuff like that. And this even, this was even when I went to, me- there was a media club in secondary school or high school. And um, they went and they were like, let's write script ideas. And I like wrote an idea and the, the guy was like, yeah, mate, we can't, we can't film this. Cause I was doing like some fucking alien invasion on a beach, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> something like that. So your you, you mind Never that, listened that's, to guys like that. That's why I've always kind of I've see in terms of like because I always enjoyed writing. I never fully leaned into it in university just because I kind of fell into the whole practical set Well, more like the editing side of things. Yeah. But I always did really like writing. But when I think of writing now, or like if I want to write, I think more of novels rather than scripts, because right. then that does that to me feels unbound, you know because i think it is like i do have all of those rules and regulations and theories and formats and what you can and can't do and all this kind of stuff baked like, drilled into my brain so much yeah. that then when i think of like a book i'm just like mate you do could, could whatever the fuck you want kind of yeah.
1: thing that's the worst thing for you that's that that's stifles creativity so much and i just mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm very very against leland pick up a book how to write a script that's you read the best thing you can do is read scripts cuz I don't want to you know sell myself too much here we're talking about people you know or that that alcoholic guy or the guy who's getting ready for his date i made a film about a zombie hunter who shoots lasers for the palm of his hands done in an abandoned like industrial estate that's where you need to be at if you're gonna be that, that's you know.
0: the true Scottish cinema right there
1: exactly that's not uh, okay. I don't it, have money for facts. it might, it might look warm
0: but it's really really no. <laughs> that's I just remember you caking me in fucking syrup I know cake for the blood bit in a film that never even get made I know I <laughs> it know. was bloody freezing and I was so sticky all day it was disgusting <laughs> But um, But that's
1: that's where you need to go I I honestly think you need to get All all of the young filmmakers Listening to to this old guy here You need to not listen to What your your film lecturers are telling you And do what it is you want to do Because otherwise you're just (laughs) going to be stuck In a a loop And I I hate saying echo chamber Because I've already said it off air but you'll be just stuck in an echo chamber we
0: oh let's make Ah, this same film he was practising that before we
1: started I know I was (laughs) and I just I just I've got such this is that is my problem with with film school with you know artsy independent filmmakers you just they just feed off each other and don't listen to anybody else and we said it as well if if you don't like it you don't understand it it's not I've made a bad film no absolutely not you have not made a bad film people just don't understand the film you've made Whereas you need to hold your hands up and say, nah, I made a bad film. I've made a bad film. I've made two of them. They were absolutely shite. I thought they were great at the time, but they're no. And that's when you need to, you need to learn from those mistakes and not just be, nah, "Yeah, they don't understand, so I'm just going to keep on doing what I do.
0: We're getting into a very film school uh, tangent, but I'm going to continue <laughs> it a little bit more. But like, yeah, I think uh, there was a real, there is a real issue with criticism in and, film and school because like, you know, the lectures. a lot of the lectures would be like, you know, that's that's really good. And we had this one guy. Uh I'm wondering whether, nah I'll just not say his name. <laughs> but there was this <laughs> one guy who was ruthless, like ruthless. And I loved him. He was the best lecturer I ever had. And he wasn't even a lecturer. He was like a guest guy that came yeah. in and he just, he'd come up, everybody'd start sweating. Because, you know, <laughs> this guy's here and he's going to fucking tear into your film. And the thing is, what i done when I went into these things, you know, sometimes it's hard, like, I'm not going to say that like, there aren't times where I'm like, ah, mate, why would you say that? You know, I disagree with you. But what I do is, you, you, you know, he comes in, why is this here? Why is this here? Why is this, why is this, like, this you know, what, what are you doing here? And you write all your notes, you take a step back, and you go, right, well, why are these things here you actually consider? It? Because in the moment, you can, get, you can get very emotional, and I think that was the issue with a lot of people, was they just, they go... Well, no, 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 no. You just, you just don't get it. But then that's the problem I found with some of the other lectures. Some of the other lectures would be very. Oh yeah, that's that's nice. That's good. Oh, you're doing really well. And then you get a C, and you're like, I thought that was yeah. very good. You know, I thought that was, I thought you were loving that. And then you're you doing this, so. I I think there is an issue. But saying about film school as well, I do want to be somewhat slightly more positive than you in the fact that like I do think it's. If you don't, if you don't look at it as a as a way to learn stuff, maybe you're learning things that a different way or stuff like that. But it's also, say like you know you get your your sas your funding. Obviously, this is different for different countries. Whatever you're listening, but here in Scotland, like we have our SAS, we get free education all this. So like going into that, it does also give you the space, if you don't have a job as well. like I did though, I mean most people students probably still have a job as well. But it gives you the space to kind of just go, and and work in your stuff a bit more carefree because that's something I wish I'd done a lot more now that I'm out of education and I'm having to work and try and put in time to do other things as well Um, but it gives you time for that and also the time to like meet people because they always say you know not everyone's going to leave go to film school and become filmmakers but some might some will and these are p- people that you could potentially be working with at some point as well so it's good it's a way to make those connections well. So also fully focusing in on your craft so there yeah. there you go boys, you boys go. and girls a nice wee <laughs> a nice wee uplifting message from yeah, boy <laughs> yeah
1: i'll save yourself four years of grief pick up a camera and go and just start making movies everything that you could mm. possibly hope to learn from film school over four years you could watch in an hour in a youtube video go all, pick up a also, camera learn also how to light s- learn how to frame <laughs> that's you you're a filmmaker
0: also there's some good books good there's books some, yeah. I'd say there's some good books as well that are like I remember reading a, a, a journalism one but it was all about like magazine writing and pitching stuff like that and I remember being like this is so dense within like every page I was like mate get the highlight of it <laughs> highlight it all I was loving it but yeah, I'm going to move on from this because we're t- <laughs> talking about something completely different. But um, I, um, I'm not sure really what I think about Scottish cinema all too much because I don't... I, I'm always kind of withdrawn from it a wee bit. I think sometimes I can, like, if I hear the Scottish accent in cinema, sometimes I'm kind of like... It depends. There's a very... It's weird because of a place that's so full of so many different accents. I mean, I've, like you know, I've got an accent that people probably don't like, but there's something there's a very particular Scottish accent that only works that works for me. Because, you know, if you get your Ponce I don't want to start attacking different <laughs> <laughs> sects of of Scotland. But there's some places with some accents that I'm not too kind uh, yeah. too much of a fan of and, and it's very exaggerated and there's that tendency in film and and in, in to, to exaggerate especially especially in Scottish media there's such a thing about amping up the Scottish accent but you're creating something for a Scottish audience so why are you amping it up I don't get that like the, the you know you roll your arms, yeah, you, you, you know all this kind of uh, it just it just makes me Cringe an awful lot because I'm like, who are you advertising this to? Is this the vision of Scotland that you're trying to give other places or to Scotland itself? And we, you know, every Scottish person's gonna look at that and be like, "Aye," ah, but no one really speaks like that, you know. Um, but I Red Road, uh had a, had the cha cha in it as well. Yeah, like that bit. That was a high note for me. <laughs> Remember that? It was it used to be always on. Do you, do you ever go to? you ever go to Brewster Bales when you were younger?
1: No. Ah, oh, mate. Before my time, so, I think.
0: Before your time? Yeah. Nah, because I went there. After your time, you mean?
1: Oh, after Do you know why I'm, so yeah. uh? nah, you know no I'm talking idea. about that? Nah, no idea, no idea. Do
0: you know, uh, you don't know who Brewster Bear is? He's like an eight-foot bear, bear? <laughs> with a red t-shirt on that used to go dancing or something at this kid's place. No, never heard of it. Cha-Cha Slide was on repeat at that place. That's all I have to say. Um... So, yes, uh, it's been a bit of a weird episode, to be honest. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. We got though. we about that. I will say, though, um, see, there's a few things that have annoyed me that I'm still going to talk about in this Red Road film. Oh, right, okay, 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 okay. And that is, the uh, the final confrontation, things amped up very much in the, on, on the drama scale, and as she was running across roads, I only saw one car, but I heard, like, as if she was in the middle of a motorway, and I'm like, let's go here and there was car horns and cars sped past and i'm like there's i've seen one car on the road no even gone that fast but they had the shaky cam and they were trying to get us as if it was in the middle of this big this big busy thing so that annoyed me the score was far too over the top for what the film was trying to be i remember her that when she was drinking that bottle of beer before she was up to the party and she was following about and there was this big menacing score and I'm like, right, guys, dial it down a wee bit. It just, the score was probably good, like, if it was in another film, if it was in a film that, that matched the level of intensity, but I just don't think it fit for this. So I'm trying, I'm trying to have positives with the negatives. Um, <laughs> and the thing that really annoyed me and I, I felt was so, like, overindulgent or self-indulgent was when she finally goes to her in-law's house and she sits down and have a cup of tea I don't understand why we had to sit and watch the mother-in-law pour three full cups of tea on the single shot. That really annoyed me. I was like, how long? We get it. There's three cups. There's a teapot. She's going to pour three cups. I don't have to sit (laughs) and listen to it fill from bottom to top with three cups. And it really annoyed me. Uh... (laughs) I don't get why she was standing outside a shoe shop either, looking in at the end. I just felt like that was... There's, There's so many of those shots that are just flung in. What at, transition. at the, the, the very shop? end? Um,
0: was it not because she was looking in at the shoes?
1: Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Wait,
0: you thought was it a shoe Like shop at the very
1: end, aye, before she goes and does whatever she does at the end, um, aye. No, the, but there was so Maybe many of those thinking, shots.
0: I've been running all over the place. Need a new pair of shoes. Running in front of cars in the middle of motorways. It
1: just it seemed to me they were trying to get as many like run down looking places as possible, squeezed into the runtime so they can say, ah, it's not just this wee area of the flats that's run down, it's it's everywhere. Um mm. and that was my pretentious voice. So <laughs> my 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 final feelings on this film personally, speaking as a creator, future creator and an aspiring filmmaker of feature length movies, this is me heart <laughs> hand on heart. Uh, I feel as if making a film you have to respect the audience's time respect it enough to show them uh, like, kinda only what is needed to push the narrative forward in an entertaining way because you're making a film, I feel as if you're making a film to entertain and I don't think this film did that and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that is that's the main reason why I don't have time for like poverty, porn, self-indulgent filmmaking because it's not pushing the story forward in an entertaining way, it's showing me, it's trying to put a mirror up you know, against society and show me what, what's really happening. And I'm not interested in that in films. If I want to see that, I'll watch a documentary. I get that folk like this style of filmmaking and uh, more power to them, more power to you guys out there who love this style of filmmaking, but it's just not my taste. I want to say it's shite. I know I'd laugh and joke and say this is pissing it's shite. And I want to say that because, you know, serious efforts went in to make this film, but it's just not to my taste. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I get that with the, the like, having every scene like you know there are points where you'll think that didn't need to go on as long or why have we been watching this or whatever and I think that is just down to like the it's a different it's a different style because like you get that especially a lot with the kind of uh the more artsy films where you're just like it's so slow and if you condensed what actually happened in the film down to it's it's bare bones like you could have a maybe 20-30 minute film but I think for me, when it comes to a film like this, it really depends on my mood um, because when I first watched this, like we were saying, no, different, different atmosphere, different kind of setting but when I watched this, I was just fully invested in it and I just became very I I, I I, ate up all of those details and if I can get into a frame of mind for a film like that yeah, but last night for example, some, sometimes this happens often though Because it's like, you know, I'll I'll quite happily watch the film, but as soon as we say, let's watch it for the podcast, you get that kind of like, right, I need to watch it now. So when I went into this, I didn't have that. I'm just sitting down to watch a movie. I was like, right, I need to get that. I need It's you know, it's 10 o'clock at night. I need to start watching this because we're talking about it tomorrow. And then because of that, it didn't have that just seeping into the atmosphere of the film. And I struggled with that. And then it does then, you, you do start to think, this is so slow but it's quite—it's—it's it's a hard thing to, I feel like I'm like on the cusp of getting what I'm trying to get at, but like, you need to be immersed in a film like this to enjoy that kind of thing, but obviously it's not for everyone, and obviously it also, even for somebody that is into stuff like that, it can be hard to get into that frame of mind for it, and I think this film is so entirely dependent on that, whether you enjoy that or not, it's just whether you're able to, to just, become a part of that because it is supposed to be like you're saying holding the mirror up it's supposed to just be like reflecting real life and that's why I think you get bits where it's like pouring the tea or yeah. just you know hanging about outside bits and watching you know all this kind of stuff and the, the wee dug that wee fat Doug
1: I know that's that was theory. one of my, my main gripes it was like he's saying come on you've had a long tough day that Doug's clearly no well why the fuck's he dragging it about all day leave <laughs> it in the house to sleep <laughs> no sympathy for that guy and all the sympathy for the dog also another thing which really annoyed me this is more of the technical side how high quality are those CCTV cameras because see when she's looking at him and he's got the boots bag and he follows his, we find out later is his daughter and then there is a close up a crystal clear close up of her hand and she couldn't be purposely try to show the camera what's in it anymore if you tried i'm like that is full hd image quality did, that is the best cctv camera ever
0: <laughs> it's because even a lot of cctv from modern places now 15 years later are very like that static kind of yeah like it'll jump about the place i'm doing a wee jump about the now for that <laughs> couldn't audibly hear my head moving uh, <laughs> but um yeah that was that's some good you know only the highest quality stuff from uh the Scottish CCTV business—you know—we get the best cameras in the game. Yeah. When it comes to watching people on the street, I've always um, said it. <laughs> so I—that—that's—that's uh, that's it.
1: The film aspect. <laughs> the- for me, the <laughs> film oh, aspect. I to say
0: it, <laughs> the film aspect. I've got to go for the film aspect, even though I do like this. I do like this movie, but that's what the rating system for. It forces you to choose, <laughs> pick a side and I can't when I think of some of the other films that I put next, put in the film Respect it's not sitting there with me so it's got to be the film aspect just because this last time it just it didn't do it for me so much and I Scotland sometimes yeah I'm just I've got to say when I'm thinking of Scottish films that I've seen what is your favourite Scottish film that you've seen Braveheart that you can think of is that a Scottish movie nah, though
1: nah but I don't care it's better than any Scottish film I've seen I'd probably say off the top of my head, it, it would be Train Spotting, but only because I ha- I don't think I've seen that many. Or I am not a fan of Train Spotting. I liked at it. All. I've only watched
0: I it liked, once. Like... I liked um, I liked uh, uh, the second movie a lot better actually. Um, and I got to say, The Legend of Barney Thompson is is actually up there for me. I, I really mean, really enjoyed it.
1: Cannot believe I forgot this. I, I I looked this up last week to talk about it, and my favourite film. That of scotland that's produced of all time is the original wicker man cannot believe i f- forgot that that is a tremendous I movie that. um <laughs> I, I, i'm so angry with myself because I, I made a point of writing it in somewhere last week i was like i need to talk about the wicker man because the wicker man's amazing and they are talking uh. like this in the wicker man and Uh-oh. it's uh, <laughs> and that's just why <laughs> i love it they've got laughed off. i don't know if, if if that's how they talk in the orkneys but that's that's how they talk in the wicker man uh-huh. Um. what about Ned you seen that no I, I haven't seen Ned that
0: movie. it's very yeah it's everything that you were just talking about there oh is it except, except worse uh, in my opinion Uh, I'm just gonna quickly I'm looking, I'm looking. Under, the skin. under the oh, skin oh
1: under the skin yeah definitely under the skin is a
0: cl- but then that the thing with that is just because it's not so much based on anything it, but that is a version of the dire looking Scotland Fits entirely the, the 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 themes or the the yeah the kind of what you need for that movie definitely is completely captured through that side that kind of perspective of Scotland and I really do like that. I'm trying to think though we we need some like happy you know Highland happy Scottish Rob f- Roy. There you go. <laughs> I've I've never seen those movies. Yeah. Where um, you ever seen Highlander? Yeah, you said. Oh no, I've seen Highlander. It's, it's right. a load of pish it's absolutely I've not I've spoken about this before it's, it's, it's with you not.
1: it's terrible terrible movie nah no, I don't understand it's, that uh, in any any facet nah I just I
0: just Mate, never hated it you just don't I think, understand I, you know, it I, I genuinely think if you made the Highlander now it would be far far better I genuinely think mm. if they were to remake Highlander it would be I would be into it because I like the concept it's a cool concept the, the execution is fucking atrocious
1: no I, I think it. it's, it's it's a bit of a, a um of it's time but I think it I still think it holds up as far as 80s kind of sci-fi action flicks go It suffered from horrible horrible sequels but the I think I still think the, the original Highlanders Highlander's good I like it I like it a lot nah. actually <laughs> like it a um, lot so
0: so uh, on to what we've been watching you didn't watch anything did you i watched two things you lied to me you said you didn't
1: watch anything i well right. i watched two things i now have two five star movies on my letterbox
0: oh wait two in the same week
1: two in the same week new are these new watches no all ah, right okay <laughs> right only got go then uh, the lord of the rings the two towels and the oh. lord of the rings the fellowship uh, the return of the king I'll oh, finally watch those mate. two on 4k uh, how oh, how good was the beginning scene in, in the two
0: towers with the Balrog
1: oh. mate that just <laughs> goosebumps <laughs> that and pretty much every single close up of Gollum was it, beautiful it looks, it
0: looks incredible Like I ju- that was the point when it came to the 4k I was like how's this going to hold up you know? There's, but obviously they were saying they were touching it up a little but they weren't changing anything yeah, they, really.
1: Yeah, they they were smoothing it out. They painted some out. Um but I did notice if there was a few dodgy bits we got them in the wider shots, but the close ups looked amazing. There was a few things that annoyed me, but not so much to have myself be annoyed that I spent seventy five quid on it. I'm 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 quite happy. So wait, are you telling
0: me that you don't think Fellowship of the Rings a five star movie?
1: I do, but I just didn't watch it this week.
0: So wait, you're telling me that you watched? <laughs> you started on the two towels.
1: No, I watched Fellowship like three weeks ago. When I, right. I first got the four K, and then I, I watched Two Towers, and then. Right. Uh, okay. All I'm right. All right that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: but yeah, the 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 four K was just. It, I thought it was. I just I really enjoyed it. I think it's sometimes those shots that didn't look as. Yeah. The, there was the shots. That you're like, mate. This is like the money shots. Have clearly put a lot of effort into and but some of them I, I did feel were a little bit fuzzy. Yeah. Like just by it just didn't translate quite as well to the the 4K restoration but I um, will
1: say though you do you don't take any of the side by side um comparison shots from YouTube at face value because I watched a bunch of them and I got a really bad feeling about <laughs> I mean, a lot been of the stuff it for, and for months it, it, what I saw on my TV did not Look anything like what I watched on on YouTube, and I watched it on YouTube on like you know 4K resolution on the TV to try and get a side by side comparison. And thankfully, they've, they've either went back to the DVD color, or and they just completely taken. So
0: is this, is this your new your new pick? I'm gonna it?
1: have to watch the DVD version again, but it looks more in in line with, with uh with what that looked like the horrible mm. horrible looking Blu-rays. So. <sighs> I'm <laughs> um, no I, I
0: I don't have any uh, yeah. any no, it, it, looks, from what I saw. it looks it
1: looks it looks it banging it slaps <laughs> 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 getting down with the kids does slap
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I watched uh, four things this week five things actually but one of them we're saving to next week uh, first watch of the week instant family was added to netflix uh rose Byrne, mark Wahlberg, couple of like middle-aged folk that decide to adopt a full family and it was almost like way better than it deserved to be i don't know if you've seen this yep. but like you did did you like it yeah I, I really liked it yeah what i just loved about it is it was so heartfelt and also just not afraid to be a little bit serious at points Because that, I I think I tweeted out about it, but there was a point where, like, they start, they say something about somebody, you know, relapsing on drugs or whatever, and I just laughed at a habit because it's like, you know, I'd been watching 20 minutes of a comedy, and then it's just like, no, we're going to get serious right now, and we're going to be talking about some sad shit, and I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird, but I like this Mark Wahlberg. I just, sometimes there's something about them that I really, really like. But, um yeah, it was a really, it was a really good movie. There was obviously points that were a bit like, ah, uh, well, you know that she's going to eventually be difficult and then you get these parts. But I just found that it's just a quite a nice story because it wasn't so much just like a wait and then eventually the kids will come around. They're It was like they were kind of having to tackle things to to get them and then with the mum coming back, it's just really good. i definitely recommend it. It was I had a really good time. Uh, I rewatched The Gentleman. Uh, funny, pretty witty great performances, love Charlie Hunnam and Hugh Grant, I forgot how good Hugh Grant was in it like how, I love, I love it when actors get to that age. You know, obviously he was a very, the poncy pretty boy in a lot of romance films, but now it's just like he's got to that age, he's just like, mate, I'll play the most despicable bunch. Like, this guy's <laughs> disgusting. But then also like he'll play great, you know, like Paddington. Yeah. It's kind of like roles where he's not afraid to take, take the piss out of himself anymore. And I love that when actors do that. I, I, oh, it's just so great. So I've really, really enjoyed this. I forgot that they're making a TV show based off of this. Um, oh are they I they're I developing know a TV show based off this I'm not sure if that's just going to be like the same characters or is it going to be like how how could that work or if it's just in the style um, here's something I've been looking forward to moaning about for a while for the moment I saw it I knew it was going to be terrible but Songbird I was saying earlier the movie set in 2024 you're four three years into lockdown uh, it's like you know there's, it's set in Los Angeles I think and it's like you know places are wrecked the, the, the famous light lighting up Ferris wheel thing at the beach it's all broken down and the the highways are empty and there's grass growing and there's signs up and like 8 million dead this year and all this and I'm like how fucking insensitive is this movie (laughs) it pisses me off so much but right let's just talk about the. I'm going to be as quick as I can about this to, make, to point out just the movie on its own, it's dull, it's predictable, it's terribly written, and some random pointless shit happens. Like, there's a point, and I am literally think the only reason for this was, you know, you get Peter Stromer as the bad guy in it, and I've no idea what his name was, but basically there's this bit where he's like, he turns up, you know, the he's a part of sanitation, and when sanitation turns up, that means you've been detected of having COVID, Right. And it is actually, there's no there's no hidden, oh, is this like a take? Is this supposed to be a commentary on the COVID? It is COVID. They say it. It's COVID-23. it's not There's no, there's, they'll, they'll hit it with all the wee trigger phrases of the last year to, to just get some kind of reaction out of you. But he basically, there's a bit where he's about to turn up and then he just, it just kind of cuts to the side. And there's this crazy guy who I've seen in films like Limitless just sitting like talking. He's like, what's happening? Like, you know, he's up and he starts talking to him. He stabs him. And the guy's like, Ugh. You know, dying obviously gets stabbed, falls to the side, and then it cuts back to like, like it just continued to seem before from before. And I was like, they genuinely just put that in to be like, oh, this guy, bad. He stabbed people. <laughs> that's literally it. And I was like, that's so pointless. Then there's another bit where the guy, you know, he's running about, he's getting chased, he's set up, and there's people chasing him with guns. And stuff. Some random ass guy just turns up and just starts blasting folks, right? Helps with the place, and then he goes, right, come on. And he's like, nah. I'm going to stay here for a bit. Never seen again. <laughs> never referenced before, never referenced after. Just put in the like, how do we get this guy out of here? Uh, a random maniac with a machine gun turns up? Aye, that would do. Uh, so annoying. Everyone's terrible in it. I'm actually disappointed for every person that showed up in this movie. Craig Robinson's in it. Um, of like The Office and Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the, Jake's dad from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Demi Moore or Demi Moore, however you want to say it, she's in it. Ale- uh, Alexandra Daddario or something, or is it Alex? She's yeah. in it. Uh, oh, why? It's so. It's just. It's so pointless. It's so weird, and it just feels like how quickly would you like as soon as the fucking pandemic kicks off? Let's let's make a movie, boys. Let's make some money off of this. <laughs> I mean like literally we're 10 months into that and that movie the the movie's already yeah you know how quickly did you need to make that how quickly it's all it's it's a Michael Bay produced movie as well so apparently he's like the string puller to try and get all the things done but I just found like no one wants to see a movie where they're like 8 million dead this year when we've just passed 2 million deaths for COVID you know no one wants to be like oh no they're doing scans and like I'm stuck in the house and now my parents are getting taken away because like Mate, it's, it's not obviously happening to the extreme of this movie. Obviously, it's exaggerated, but, you know, see in this, at the very beginning of this movie, they have it where, you know, she's in the house with her with her, gra- her gran or something like that, and then her gran gets sick, and then her gran dies, right? Sorry to spoil it, but fucking don't watch it, right? But, you know, who, who see the amount of people in the world right now that will not find that in any, they'll, they'll just be like, mate people die all the time for this now like you, going, people are just gonna be upset by that not just like not in a good like oh man that's such an emotional movie like just no one's gonna be entertained by this I don't think well obviously there will be there'll be people I just said I wasn't gonna take long right so I it's it's, oh, it's it's so annoying I just I hated it it's a shit movie regardless of the COVID. like see if it was just a random pandemic but I mean there's literally like there's guys who are immune in this and they call them uni scums and then there's a bit where like this guy goes oh mate you're late for my delivery and then he just turns around and goes you're just jealous because I'm immune, nobody said anything about that mate, like nobody mentioned the word. first line of the movie pretty much <laughs> hated it hated it um, last thing, watched the first two episodes of One Division. not sure how it feels everyone's raving on about how good it was and I'm like mm, I'm kind of waiting for it to get good Right, like it's going through different eras of TV. So it's the fifties and sixties. I think was episode one and two. I'm assuming it's just going to go decade, per pair decades. You know, like with each one, I it so it basically is literally twenty five minutes of sitcom. Last thirty seconds are like, ooh, what what was that? Oh right. You know, it, it, you know that that's it so far. So I'm hoping it progresses a wee bit more, but it's not like the crazy thing that everyone was making out to be. At least from what I've seen so far, but I there are all the things I watched. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> I I try like so like see the thing is as well I have no notes but these things I just put the titles, and I I deliberately didn't do that because I was like I'll oh, keep it keep it short when it comes <laughs> to that movie but I just couldn't. Um, so thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 84. Or is it 1984? Is it just 84? I
1: think it's 1984.
0: Um, Aye, so if you don't want that movie spoiled, because we'll be going into all, all, all bits of the story, uh, you've got a week to watch it uh, next Friday. It's available on HBO Max in the US, Amazon Prime in the UK, and presumably the same in Europe, I think, Amazon Prime. Eh? Yeah, I'd say so. But I think it's available in just basically any kind of streaming thing that allows you to purchase movies as well. Uh, I got it for sixteen pounds. Uh, but I split with some with some folks, so it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah. So we'll be back on Tuesday as well with our recast of Gladiator, which I'm really excited to see. What Brian? Uh, have you made up that one that you've not done yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got it. Oh, I've you got, got it, it. You got it. Um, but until then, remember to give us give the show a follow on Twitter at the film aspect. Tell your mates tell them that this is where all the movie bands happen right here on this show we're also available i'm also available on twitter at watch play type all capitals at the beginning of each of those words what are you brian nice. do you wanna, i'm do you brian
1: back? davidson nine zero nine zero nine zero people will be like well, what does it mean this, i know i'm an enigma i'm a <laughs> mystery wrapped in a, I'm an enigma
0: we, we need a whole lot of film students to sit here and try and pull apart what, what all that <laughs> what your Twitter handle means uh. yeah
1: if you're a film student definitely follow me on Twitter
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah thanks for listening everyone we'll be back with Wonder Woman 84 next week uh, also uh, we've got a wee announcement on February the 5th we'll be hosting a super special live episode to celebrate our first birthday that is right we've been rambling about film for a whole year how time flies Brian isn't that right Flew. Flew <laughs> It sure did
1: flew. <laughs> so. well, it did. It's not currently flying. It's in the past. I thought <laughs> you watched Tenet. Um, So
0: to mark the occasion, yeah, we've got a super fun live episode planned with guests and you can watch that episode live on Twitter February 5th, starting at 8pm GMT or UK time, I suppose. So I cancel your plans for February 5th it's a Friday. It's going to be an absolute doozy, but don't worry. We'll also have our a uh, regular episode coming out that week as well. So it's going to be going to be talking lots that week, aren't
1: we? Yep. Get uh, on your but... your virtual site, Crack open a cold one with the boys and watch a <laughs> a live episode of the film aspect.
0: I uh, I'll be needing some cold ones, just just so it's like because it'll be the first time. They'll not. I'll not be able to edit out my uh, and <laughs> uh, 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 all that. So <laughs> yeah. be there for that when i muck call that up and we surely face a million different technical difficulties. <laughs> um, so yeah, mark your calendars, February fifth, Friday, February fifth, eight p.m. The film aspects one year birthday extravaganza. <laughs> like is that the official title we're going
1: for? I'd say so.
0: <laughs> Something like that. We'll extravapalooza be, uh, Oh, jeez. Oh, um. So we'll also be posting on the on the Twitter account with updates to this show. So that's at the film aspect. I am. I suppose I should mention that as well. I'm sitting there going, watch it on Twitter. It's just on Twitter. If yeah. you open Twitter, that will be playing. Yeah. That's all that's playing that night. We've booked it the whole of Twitter. Exactly. So Twitter channel one. <laughs> um. So yeah, at the film aspect, February fifth, eight p.m. The one year birthday i say one year it's the first birthday first yeah. birthday special see these are the things that that'll be great you'll get to see that's that's a wee that's a wee fumble that'll keep in there you know just to add a bit of personality yeah. to yeah. me people think you know he's just a normal guy he's not a podcasting god <laughs> like but you'll get just to see to all that puts <laughs> his trousers on one leg at a time <laughs> i'll be getting my, my script right up to the i can read straight from the script <laughs> i'll get my reading glasses my wee my wee pointer or the brillo that people do, yeah. They rule it down the line at a time, just to make sure I get everything right. Um, but I'm going to stop rambling. I eh? just uh, come watch us then; it'll be fun. And um, we surely we will reveal what we're covering closer to the time. But just know you should be excited, because we are, aren't we?
1: Yep, very,
0: very. You can hear it in his voice. Listen to him; he's bloody ecstatic. He's practically shaking right now. <laughs>
1: um, can you not hear me shaking? <laughs>
0: The whole bloody place, mate. He's got DVDs falling off his shelves and everything. (laughs) Right. I keep saying I'll stop talking but I'll actually stop it there. Uh, We'll see you next week but we'll see you on February 5th as well. Exactly. Right. Bye. Bye.